who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. You, oh, so like, Max hates when we do this, but we're going to go around the table and say beyond, and then you're going to say beyond, and, and I'm going to go back okay. to me and say beyond, and then you're going to say beyond, and we're going to go back and forth until he yells at us to stop. Okay. Really and then he leaves. <laughs> I don't do whatever, fine. do whatever feels comfortable. <laughs> do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Brian, stop that. What? You're being a bad always stop No, I, I want to treat our guests with respect. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And our host with disrespect. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 411. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, as usual, Marty Sleva. It is real nice to be back, Max. Brian Altano. Brap, brap. And back from Japan, Miranda Sanchez. That's me. You went I'm to so Japan. I'm so sleepy. Is that, yeah. your, is that your catchphrase? That's me. That's, That's me. me. I'm so sleepy. Yeah. That's me. I'm so Actually, sleepy. <laughs> that sounds like some weird like bootleg Mario. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'm so sleepy. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks I'm for coming back. on. And no. ex- exhausted and jet lagged and stuff. Yeah. Fans of IGN podcasts can also hear you, of course, on Anime Club. Yeah. Where you talk about a popular uh, a popular uh, Japanese show <laughs> called Anime. What? <laughs> what did you call it? It's trash. <laughs> all right. I love it, but we all know. So uh, wow. it was a mistake. Here's a, here's a, a weird little story. I've I have a, I have a dog. Um, that's the not that weird. Story, where is this but, going? Uh, we have a, we have we've been having a dog trainer come to the house, and he's this like he's this guy who teaches us like yeah the dog will not do things if unless you train it to do stuff. Right. And uh, that's that yeah that's in his title. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one thing we did train the dog to do is to fall over backwards when we say anime and put up the the peace sign mm-hmm. two fingers so we go anime and he'll like just fall over like somebody did something embarrassing what? like in anime and one of the most awkward probably moments of this year was watching my fiance try to explain this to the dog trainer 
And I was like, oh, this is weird. And he's like, nah, that's that's cool. I'm a, I'm a big dork. And then <laughs> very gradually, he volunteered information that he is a big, huge anime fan too. And so I sat there in the kitchen cutting up dog treats while they were kind of like training the dog to do stuff, talking about Kill the Kill. Yeah. And it was just a really, it was, it was this weird kind of like, I mean, he referred to anime as trash. He's like, he's like, I understand why you would feel awkward volunteering <laughs> the information that the dog does an anime trick, but as an anime fan and a dog trainer, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm a lot like your dog in that when people talk about anime, <laughs> I recoil and throw my hands up as well. No. That's what I, do I You guys, you might be able to train me that when you say anime, I throw up in your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what show is this? This is a podcast beyond this. Beyond. beyond? Podcast. Stop, beyond. stop it. Beyond. Stop it right now. I'm really excited. Are you training him? You're like a human trainer now. Hey. Yeah. It doesn't, I'm not very good at it. Hawaii. Uh, Miranda, you went to, you went to Japan <laughs> where they make video games. Yeah. You went to TGS. What yeah. like how was that? Was this your first time going? Yes, it's my first time. Um, I had to take pictures with handsome men in suits. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> that was for a day. Were these were these like booth booth men or were they <laughs> yeah, like okay? Actually, like, they kept trying to like, call me over. It's weird. There are <laughs> Every a lot time of handsome men in suits in Japan. Yeah, so um, they don't like it when you take their picture with them. They're very very uncomfortable with that. It was by far the like strangest thing that we saw at TGS. Like mm-hmm. you always kind of look out for that. What's the weird game sort of thing? Um, and it was a promotion for mobile games for dating sims. Mm-hmm. And you could just go up and take weird photos with guys. And what? so some of them had like one the of them tables had a, have turned. Yeah, video one of them industry. had a twenty minute line. Wow, really? Yeah. Was he was famous? I don't know. I just know you went in a different room. So I don't know. God. What? Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. He had like a little sailor hat on. I feel like they should they should get online weird. in America because if you want to take a picture with a guy at a video game convention, there are no shortage of them. Yeah, <laughs> literally hundreds of thousands. Roaming around, just sleeping on the floor, playing 3DS. <laughs> so after that, you could also you also voted on who you thought was the most handsome of so. the three of the guys that were just there. Like there's a board of I, wow. I feel like that's and... that's kind of disrespectful to the ones that didn't win. Yeah, I mean, because whoever thing... whoever didn't is the ugliest, right? <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, everyone. There's <laughs> always someone's the ugliest in a room. That's there's, true. Only, there's only one winner. So <laughs> <laughs> why are you looking at me? <laughs> Stop looking at me. The ugliest in the room. All right. <laughs> Uh, now this this is it's a, down to the two of us. This is a PlayStation. <laughs> this is a PlayStation podcast. Excuse um, me, the world's yeah. number two PlayStation. You podcast. can uh, play dating sims on uh, Vita. That's yes. a big thing actually yep. this year. There's a lot of are dating there, sims coming out. Wait, so they're still making Vita games? No, Thank they you. are. How was how was the Vita presence there? Because t- like it's obviously bigger in Japan over there. Um, they, they were pretty big on the new Vita colors. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they announced a few colors. I had to play on those. It's a uh, Vita 2000s. They were nice and light. Mm-hmm. And um, I played a new God Eater game. Um, new Hatsune Miku game, and there's just like, a few other small things. Mm-hmm. Japan's cool because you actually get to see some Vitas out like on the train and in the wild, right? Right. I didn't see any, oh, but <laughs> I'm sure there's somewhere. I saw some people on 3DSs though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's a, yeah. that that I saw a lot of. I I remember seeing there was a a couple of people I saw still playing on like PSPs, the original. Yeah. yeah they had a, I think one or. T- like launch Maybe model. More. PSPs. Like there's like still PSP games on the show floor. Somewhere. That's so cool. Like, I don't know yeah. where. But... There were there were two Wii games on the show floor at E3 yeah. this year. And Wii, Wii games. Wii yeah. games. There was wow. a Wii game at TGS too. That's crazy. Uh, so uh, you you obviously you 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 you're a huge gamer. You love video games. It's yeah. what it's what brought you here. You also you speak you speak Japanese right to um, an extent. To an extent, I'm yeah. better at listening. I've sure. kind of forgotten a lot. So was minor. this sort of. Uh, 
because I know when I went to, the first time I went to Tokyo, it was sort of it was like a mecca to me. Of, of I grew up reading about Nintendo games coming out of Kyoto and then Sony games, you know, coming out of wherever they're located in Japan. I forget right now. Yeah. Uh, and it, it it more than delivered to me everything I kind of hoped and expected it would be. Is is that what you felt going in? Yes. So I've always kind of wanted to go to TGS because I know it had a lot of like weird things that I like, like dating sims and yeah. just like other games that we you don't You wanted to have your picture get. taken with a handsome man <laughs> yeah, I did that who may or may not have a sailor hat. Yeah, my sister was like, you have to go do that. It was, it was really weird. <laughs> There's two guys. It was weird. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> You see on my Twitter. Anyway. I'm not entirely convinced that you went to, to, to Tokyo, by the way. I think that you got to an airport, and then they brought you to a place where guys were taking pictures for a mobile game. And then you went back to the airport, and you flew back here. It was, yeah. It was so far, this is, the, this is the only thing of cultural significance that has come out of this yeah, show it's been, for you. It's been a, that was just by far the weirdest thing that happened. Uh-huh. It was a bizarre thing. Wasn't, um, wasn't there like a big, huge Last Guardian Fake dog, bird dog, bird dog, bird dog, yeah. bird dog. Bird dog. Bird dog. Bird dog was there. Yeah, I mean, so that was kind of the big, big thing for me is seeing all the like, different anime games and mm-hmm. other games that we don't usually see showcased at like E3 or anything. Yeah, the I heard audience. that uh, Bandai Namco invented the word Narultimate. Is that true? Did they just combine Naruto and Ultimate? I think they mm-hmm. did. I think that's Naruto, real, Naruto that's real rude. Did you see that? And I'm happy I didn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the writer in you Thank would you. die a little bit. Yeah, no, um, so did, great, did, but... did Japan live up to your expectations? Uh, absolutely. Like, we didn't have as much, like, fun time, I would say, because mm-hmm. we were doing, like, a lot of work. Like, TGS was a lot for, like, the four people yeah. we had. Um, but I really enjoyed all the equipments I had. Um, I had to play Gravity Days, Gravity Rush on <laughs> uh, Tell us about PS4. It. Um, so it's Gravity Rush surprise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. And I'm actually really excited to play it again because it just well, having that smaller world, like that awesome world on a small screen was mm-hmm. cool. But I really want to see it, you know. Yeah, totally. Sure. And especially with, with, you know, Gravity Rush 2 or Gravity Days 2 coming to PS4. Yeah. Like this is going to be a good way because a lot of people have a PS4 but didn't have a Vita, obviously. Right. And so didn't play that. Um, so, yeah, that was super exciting. I was, yeah, I was not expecting those announcements. And when they came, I was like, oh, man. That press conference was bigger than I think any of us thought. Oh, yeah. Like, Just we it. were not, like, we were prepared for it, but also not in the same sense that we didn't know so much was going to be announced. Like, totally. Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Yeah. That was curveball and cool. Yeah. And also 2.8. And okay. 2.8, yeah. TGS is essentially kind of run by, or not run by, but run through Sony and mobile at this point, right? I mean, if you look at Xbox has no presence there. Right. PC has very little presence. Nintendo hasn't been at Tokyo Game Show in a few years in any full major capacity. So these are kind of like Sony and iPhone shows at this point, right? Yeah, there were so many mobile games there. Like, I couldn't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Like, most of it obviously will never come to the U.S. either, so yeah. I just kind of ignored most of it. Um, but, yeah, the Sony presence was huge. Um, Sega also had a pretty big booth, right. which is cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's isn't that interesting when you go to Japan and you're like, there's Sega logos and there's arcades yeah. run by Sega. Yeah. Like, it's sort of, it feels like this kind of split off alternate dimension version yeah. of the 90s where Sega... Well, like the Saturn won. and the Dreamcast yeah. didn't <laughs> Where people were yeah. like, oh yeah, blast processing is yeah. what's gonna... <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting, right? But then, then you yeah. walk into the arcades and it's all like crane machines and stuff like that. Oh, crane yeah. machines are awesome though. They're really yeah. cool. I almost won a... Uh, it was a freeze-dried lobster dinner <laughs> at the crane oh. machine. <laughs> I didn't you almost, that, you almost right. won a golden ticket <laughs> to sure take a man. Sure was? Yeah, when it, was, it, was like a, it was like a dried fish, uh, crawfish lobster box. It was like... Uh, it You're was, saying words, but those... No, really, it was, like, it was a, f- a box of dried fish that has pictures of lobsters on it, and you had to win it with a with a claw. That's so... Not a lobster. So that's, a, that's a weird sort of like... 
I know. It's a weird, ironic kind of like that's a that a mechanical claw uh, has to rescue a, a dead animal. <laughs> yeah. <with a> <laughs> yeah. Right there with you, Biting man. the hands yeah. that feeds you or something. I don't know. Um, so you guys talked about a lot of the uh, big announcements last week, but you got to play some of them. Uh, so yes. you got to play the the Dragon Quest Minecrafty thing. What is it called? Yes, Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest Builders. Builders. What was that like? A lot of fun. So yeah. it is very obviously Which related they, to Minecraft. They totally should have called Slimecraft. Correct. That'd be yes. awesome. I don't know why they missed that. That's real. That's real good. I just didn't want to be that close to Minecraft. Maybe. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Get sued real hard. Um, I, the Square Enix representative that I was talking with very clearly knew that what they were trying to do, like, mm-hmm. hey, we want to draw in the Minecraft audience, but also we want to make this accessible to people who are new. So, um, one of the big features they said is that they have like blueprints for things. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, here's the exact recipe of how to make this one item, this potion, this armor. Um, but also have blueprints for your homes. Mm-hmm. So one of the really cool things is that as you make homes, I guess, around a marked area, um, NPCs will start populating it, which is... That seems really cool because yeah. to me, Minecraft always seems very lonely. It's, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. so lonely. Like, you'll find NPCs and they're just like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. Okay, bye. You're like you know, They don't even care about yeah, you. Yeah, being, so being up at like 2 o'clock in the morning in Minecraft by yourself is like one of the bleakest feelings in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're on your own little it's like you and a couple adventure. skeletons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it almost reminds me <laughs> of like how in like Dark Cloud, how you would start to like rebuild the village and then yeah. it would slowly gain life. Yeah, which and is there really seems cool. to be a little bit more of a story to it as well. Um, mm-hmm. it kind of hinted at, at least in the trailer, I didn't see any of that in my playthrough. Um, you also have levels. So you are bound by your levels in a certain extent. So you mm-hmm. have to go explore and go level up and kill monsters and slime. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to start making like higher level items and yeah, stuff, so, yeah, like that kind of exists too. So, so the so the recipes thing for or blueprints or whatever uh, they were called recipes in Minecraft uh, were yeah. were sort of for for houses. Like, how does that work? Does it still give you the freedom to kind of build something on your own? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can build on your own, but also you just have this blueprint for your house. It's like, hey, you just lay this down on a flat surface, mm-hmm. and then you just build over the spots, and it tells you exactly where to put um, all your rock or dirt or whatever you have yeah. for your um, walls and then you put the table here you put your chest here and you put your fire here mm-hmm. like, oh that's awesome exactly marked and yeah. then I'm not too sure if it gives you extra experience for completing those or if it's just like a hey here's a helpful thing if you just want to create a very basic thing and you yeah. don't want to have to like tinker with designing something fancy and it's smart it sort of just it teaches you the idea of like aesthetic and feng shui and sort of like how that would work and then I'm sure it's like very open after that of like well you could do whatever you want now but here's like a s- entryway into how to build a yeah, like home if, yeah. if yeah. you don't want to have to deal with being creative with that or if that's not what you're there for yeah. then you don't have to do that mm-hmm. So I'm kind of I'm kind of torn about this. Uh, I feel like the the voxel look. I mean, it's it's kind of cool in its own sense, and it's very clearly that they're they're keeping it that way. I mean, you can totally have a, a modular building game that doesn't look like Minecraft, mm-hmm. right? But they're kind of going after that crowd, I think. But yeah. it's weird because it doesn't really. I feel like it doesn't really quite gel with the whole kind of Toriyama look that Dragon Quest has always yeah, had. That's tough. And I almost wish that they'd done something where they kind of de- like downgraded the, the the character art to make it look like like uh like three D was three D dot heroes. Yeah. Like that could be really that. cool to have like yeah. kind of small voxels within a large voxel world right. or something. I don't know. Yeah, the characters um, definitely stand out because they look so much. They just have that detail and that smoothness yeah. to them, whereas everything else in the world's a little bit. Did you see the new blocky. the new Dragon Quest game? Like the I think it's the. Not, not, not the not the uh, not the Dynasty Warriors no. one, not the Minecraft one, <laughs> yeah. but the regular one that's um, on no, PS4. Dragon Quest Mitch, Eleven is it Eleven? I think Mitch saw it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's kind of weird to look at like you know games you grew up with and you see something like uh, you know you see Final Fantasy 15 and you're like this sort of looks like what I maybe imagine 
Final Fantasy would look like in the future when I was, you know, mm-hmm. eight. But, like, that totally looks like the future of what, like, an old Dragon Quest game looks like. Yeah. Right? I mean, it looks like the natural evolution of, like, Dragon Quest Eight for PS2. Yeah. Of, like, where, like, this is gorgeous. Or even something like Nino Kuni, where you're like, this is sort of what mm-hmm. I want things to look like. So exactly. is there incentive here to sort of bring new people into the franchise and then have them sort of go, oh, I kind of like elements of this. Let me dig deep into the dozens of very traditional, very hardcore, very long RPGs that are in this franchise. Yeah, I think that could be an appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this will be more of the reverse where Dragon Quest fans try the Minecraft game as opposed to new fans into the game. Yeah. But we don't even know if this is coming to the West yet. Yeah. Like, it hasn't been announced. It's only announced for Japan. I mean, it is so. interesting because I don't, like, I don't know. I might be ignorant, but it doesn't seem like Minecraft's very popular in Japan. Or at least it doesn't have that sort of popularity that it has amongst kids as Just it does here. Right? Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, whereas Dragon Quest is, like, arguably one of the biggest gaming franchises in Japan. Like, there was, right. there's always that urban legend that when a Dragon Quest game comes out, it's a holiday. Like, yeah. they, they, they put it on days where kids are not in school because yep. they know kids just aren't going to go to school those days. <laughs> which is hard. It's, it makes it's, me so happy. I know, yeah. right? Especially something that's, like, nice. It's not like GTA is coming out. Go. No, I always, I always get really geeked out seeing photos of hardware launches in Japan. And there's people in, you know, Akibara just lined up around the block. And mm-hmm. there's, like, they're standing there playing the last version of the handheld as they go to buy the new one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something really endearing about that. So um, I don't know anything about about <laughs> skipping school. That's awesome. I wish, <laughs> I wish we had that here. Big proponent. Hey, it's of, Call of, of Duty slime. Day. Nobody has to go to McDonald's. Bring it to you. Yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> Came down with a bad case of the the slimes. It's real, real bad. You don't want to don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing that uh, that came out of, of TGS was the um, PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. That's the name of it. That's the official yes. thing. Did you get to play with that at all? Did you get to see anything? With I it? did not because the line was huge. Um, even for press, like the press mm-hmm. had a line. It's like, oh, I have an yep. appointment. Oh, your appointment is that line. All right. It was actually that was actually you took a picture with a cute boy who was wearing a VR headset. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a di- that was a different line. At the, the fake TGS you went. To. <laughs> I like the idea that you took sleeping pills. You got on a plane at SFO that literally didn't go anywhere. Yep. And this was all just concocted in the back lot of like Brisbane. There's <laughs> a part of the airport where they made a fake Tokyo. You did like a Home Alone two, and you went to Newark or something. And you're like, yeah, there was a uh, Japanese businessman there. Pretty long lines for something. I don't know. See, so, yeah, we haven't really talked about the the PlayStation VR pricing i think that uh the the pr rep that said this is probably in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. it feels like so basically a pr rep for sony came out and said uh, i wasn't uh, a pr no, rep it was Andrew house, i'm sorry like, he came out and said trouble. um yeah. that it's going to it's basically going to launch like uh like a console would which i remember the the last time i remember a company saying this was microsoft talking about the connect and how they were treating the connect like a hard like it was basically a console launch a hardware launch um and that's Kind of like I understand. I understand where they come from saying that from their perspective, right? Because mm-hmm. it sort of, from their perspective, it means we are going to treat this with the same sort of ferocity that we would the PS4 launch, which means we're going to put all these third parties and all these resources and all these ad campaigns and all this money and uh, attention into this one product. But from a consumer perspective, I heard that and said, "You're going to sell this thing for four hundred dollars." And I also need a four hundred dollar console to make it yep. work. Yep. And um, possibly PlayStation Move stuff, like right, yeah, I right. Mean, We're seeing a lot of games use that. Yeah, yeah and I'll use that. And it's like I don't have that. I'm not going to buy that just yeah. because. Which like, like Sony, yeah. like Sony should have learned from that kind of mistake. Like I feel like the PlayStation Move is a great example. I remember when they first put that out, and it was sort of like, well, you can just get the, you can just get the. The wand. The wand. Yeah. Or you can get the, the wand and the pickle or whatever they were calling it. The grenade. <laughs> they're, they're nunchuck, right? The ding dong. The ding dong. <laughs> the seashell. You get the, the who's-its and the, and the, 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 wa- the wazzle. Yeah. The, wa- the walkie-talkie and the lightsaber. Um, 
And a lot of people didn't know whether they needed both or needed the to buy one. The in the faucet. Yep. And then there was some games that worked with the. Uh, do you remember the controller had to strap into the, yep. the oh, lightsaber? So dumb. The clown knows. I always call it. And that. also, do you the ratchet of the clank? Yeah. Wait, yeah. Do you and, the, and the camera. Too? So, like that? yeah, there's a lot of questions. I mean, if, if this thing's going to run you a thousand dollars, and then somebody else can come out the door and say, you know, here's our VR, and it's five hundred, and it's or three hundred, and it's all inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot man. of questions up in the air, and I think they they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little on this one. Well, so this. This wasn't like a huge big like like they changed the name. They said that they're they gave some like vague vague explanation, vague context to how they're gonna be handling it. Yep. But I feel like this is one of those things where no matter what they say, people are gonna run with it in the way that they want to run with it. Mm-hmm. You know? That's why you just say please be excited or yeah. one of those things. <laughs> please look forward to it. Please yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah I, and I we'll mean, see you very soon at E3. I'm like, so skeptical about like this, that. but I'm also like I I feel like they've I feel like Sony really, really learned a lesson with the with the the PS3, PS3 launch, you yeah. know, like to be like, hey, here's a new thing that's going to cost you this much. And I mean, we know it's going to come out in the first half of next year. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't heard more about it, but we also have Paris which is Which is crazy, PSX. right? PSX. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I'm just like, I I guess it's sort of a, a, a weird nervousness. Like, am I going to buy one? You know, like I kind of well, really want to get one. But I mean, it's also crazy that we don't know. We've played a bunch of cool tech demos. I'm like, well, what is that? What is it going to come with a bunch of free right. tech demos? Will right. four hundred dollars get me a bunch of free tech demos, or are there actual full games I in mean, development? Do I want an actual full game? Do I want Final a... Fantasy fourteen? Had that? For yeah, yeah, they had this said, tech demo there. Yeah, one. yeah. Like, Which, I didn't see it there. Yeah, they yeah. It's going to be a thing. But then, yeah, and Square is being kind of weird. They were like, oh no, we made this for TGS. It's like, well, does that mean it's going to? Well, yeah, I mean, keep working on it. If they really want to treat this like a video game console launch, they'll uh, launch it with. Very few good games. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty That's much true. how that works. If it's, it's going to be like a video game console launch, uh, it's not going to be worth buying for the first yeah. year and a half. Yeah. What's up, Knack? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is interesting. I think like what they they can – it kind of bums me out because I really, I really want this to be successful because Sony as a gaming brand being front and center in the VR space is probably more exciting to me than Facebook – yeah, connecting with Oculus Rift or Samsung right. VR, which uh, I, yeah, I forgot to tell you guys this story because it's just happening over the weekend. But I was in Portland over the weekend, and my wife and I went into a a, a a Tom's shoe store, and she went to buy shoes, and they had a Samsung VR in the corner with a surround sound headset, and you could put it on and go on a virtual shoe donating experience where they would send you to a third world country and you would help put shoes on like a young poor child. What? And I'm like, we don't even have, VR is not even out there, out there yet. And people are already doing stuff like this. Why so. volunteer in an actual soup kitchen when right? you can pour soup at a VR soup I, kitchen? Yeah, I had a litany of questions about this. But, I mean, the, the reality is that this is th- this thing's coming. Whether anybody likes it or not, it's, it's yeah. happening, and it's going to be in the weirdest places. You're going to see it in the corner of shoe stores. I mean, that's going to be how you get people to actually use it. Like, see yeah. is believing, for lack of a better right. term. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, like, to, you know. For better or worse, we really haven't done that. I mean, I went hands-on with Morpheus at TGS mm-hmm. last year. You guys have at other events. Um, and like you said, it's all been sort of bite-sized little yeah. demo-y mm-hmm. type things. There's yeah. no, like, here's here's our Last of Us. Here's our Uncharted. Yeah. And, like, Shuhei, uh, I think, like, piggy-tailing off this. Piggy-tailing. Piggy-tailing. <laughs> <laughs> What are we, we? You come in here every week and you just say these things, and it's like a it's like a moth flew out of your mouth, and you're just like slapping well, at there's it. Pit, there's piggy tailing. There's, there's tailing. And there's Ta- no, there's tailgating. Piggybacking. Tailing. Tailing is what a cop does when he follows you. What no, the that's hell a piggy, is piggy tailing. 
There's ponytailing. It's like a cuter What is ponytailing? It's when you grow a ponytail out and no one takes you seriously. Is that what that is? Shuhei Yoshida was ponytailing. I'm running with it. I'm running I'm running right with it. Uh, he was piggytailing and he Stop, said no. that he said that all of the uh, he said that a bunch of Sony's Japanese first party studios are uh, working on um, various VR projects and so he's like we're, we're, we have a ton of stuff in the pipes and that we're you know we're going to uh, I can't even talk anymore because I just want to say piggy tailing pigtails in the pipes yeah some bananas in the gas yeah right. so they're working on cool stuff I noticed right. the other day that the uh, the <laughs> awesome the guys that made Monument Valley their next yeah. game is is VR exclusive yeah too. was it end? just a was it the Samsung I think yeah, like that's another thing that's really worrying me is if everyone starts making all these exclusive things. Right. I'm this like, is... So I'm, I'm still not sold on buying one of these. I, I know for sure I'm not buying three of these. Yeah, that was definitely yeah. the first time I was kind of like, wait a minute. Like if you said to me your next game is VR exclusive yeah. and it went everywhere, I'd be happy about that. But like it's hard enough for me right now to sort of be like, wait, what do you mean I can't play Tomb Raider on a PS4 this fall? Yeah. What's uh, going on? Are we writing down? Are you writing right, uh, piggy tailing? Just wrote out piggy tailing in, in really lovely cursive. Um, Wait, how do you spell it? Ta- yeah, like that was your hang up with the word piggy tailing. Piggy tailing. Yeah, I got that one loud this and clear. For the for the, uh, the the post we're gonna put up about this this episode, we're gonna gotta have that in the in the he- headline. Uh, let's <laughs> let's piggy tailing. It's a lot of great SEO. Let's talk about the the most exciting thing to come out of TGS for me, and that is Bloodborne: The Old Hunters. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. What's up with that? So, they uh, they are totally nailing that grotesque, terrifying, <laughs> unsettling dead horse skeleton <laughs> feel. It's really, it's really bloody. Yeah. Um, Stepped in some pools of blood. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not great Dark Souls, Bloodborne kind of games. Yeah. Um, but I got to use the bow and arrow, and I was like, I, I'm down for this game. Yeah. Let's play. Um, so it's kind of a, a really nice ranged weapon, and it's really quick to fire with your light light hit button. Mm-hmm. But if you do like a more heavy hit, and you hold it back all the way and pull your string all the back, mm-hmm. yeah. and then your arrow will actually knock down your enemy. For oh, a cool. Bit. Yeah. So. It's like a nice brief stun and chance to like regroup. Yeah. But of course, it's a bow and arrow, so it's kind of still kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're one on one with somebody, it's fine. But like, if there's multiple people, or if there's a fast enemy, or they just kind of like jump at you, then yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough. I mean, because yeah. you know, Brian, you and I both played through Bloodborne, and yeah. like, there are areas where it's just like overwhelming the amount of bad guys yeah. that are in there. And so that's I like that that's one. when that game becomes, I think the. The most fun and most unsettling. When you're in one-on-one encounters and you're dodging and, and rolling and stuff like it's that. It's sort of easy. It's, yeah, it's yeah. sort of easy, honestly. The cool thing, too, is that you can fold your bow back into, like, a blade. Yeah. So you can quickly transition and just start hacking at people. It's, so you could stun somebody from a distance, run up, and just beat the shit out yeah. of them. Yep, that's what it's I did. It's crazy how... Uh, <laughs> sorry, I cursed. <laughs> it's crazy just how... Pig, just uh, really piggy-tail the hell out of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how... Um, the, I, I can't think of another game where... Announcing a weapon would get me excited and like, yeah. want to hear things. About, yeah. Like, what other game? Like, I don't. Someone's like, there's a new gun in the Call of Duty. I'm like, I don't care. It just changes so much. Yeah, seriously. It just feels so different yeah. too. Yeah. And I felt like, wow, I can, I can do this. Yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna die immediately, and then yeah. I did. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it again. It's <laughs> fine. I think yeah. they're, uh, they're, they're. Pri- we, sh- I think we talked about this last week, but I think their, their pricing structure is really awesome. How it's, it's, it's twenty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. But it also is included with the game of the year or best of version yeah, of it. That that's coming out. out uh, yeah. That's coming out later. Yeah. yeah. That's really smart. Um, and smart just keeping that good vibe. I mean, this is, you know, it's a game. It's that, just the good old vibes. It's a, good, it's a nice old piggy tail. Just a feel good game of the year yeah. where you Blood get to everywhere. It's yeah. fine. beat the hell out of an old skeletal mare. <laughs> <laughs> or that the first time you see an old man in the dark in a wheelchair, you just have to kill him. There are, mo- I, I, the there are still, I'll be walking down a regular street on a beautiful day and think about just a single <laughs> frame of that game and get grossed out. Like there's, <laughs> 
it is just consistently unsettling. Yeah. And I, I kind of love it for that. And everything in this trailer made it look like they just, they're not walking away from that at all. Yeah. Yep. It seems like it might be a prequel talking about some of the some of the old hunters before the did old you, hunt. Did you guys play any like the optional stuff in Bloodborne? Like that. that Chalice dungeons and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, like that cathedral that was based, like that snow cathedral. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. And like you could have gone through the entire game not and, even know and not even know it was there. Mm-hmm. But like finding it was like this I mean, it was. I would use the word delight, but it's mm-hmm. really nothing delightful about it. It's just, <laughs> just more horror. Uh, and you have to go up to this roof and beat the hell out of this psycho old king while he throws snowballs at you. <laughs> it's great. It's just. It's really when there's gargoyles and they, they hate you. It's. It's really great. Uh, and this. This reminds me of one of those sort of like bits that should have been or could have been in the old game that you could have skipped completely. Mm-hmm. But they're patch- packaging as its own thing. And I really like the idea of bringing in new weapons, weapons and stuff like that. Um, yeah, totally all. Yeah, about I'm curious it. to see how you access this because um, the the way to access the DLC and especially Dark Souls 2 was really weird and archaic and you yeah. do a bunch of things and it wasn't really spelled out very well and so I'm going to be curious to see like where in the game this is sort well, of meant to be like what level you're you know meant to be oh you think there might be a level cap for it not a level cap but it might be a like recommended right. do not go here unless you're level X um, my guess is that uh, did you get to see anything like that in the interface or no. they just dropped you right in just dropped in so my guess would be it's it's you're in the graveyard with the doll woman and <laughs> Right. Yeah. Just oh, and that there's just like one of the, the yeah. and there's an extra tombstone with like a bunch of skeletons in front of it, like blah, 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 like they they're always so did. Like, cute. What is wrong with you? No, they're not. They're Wait, like, those skeleton hands are like blah blah blah. Yeah, those dudes come out. They're like, hey, we got we're holding your mouth. Oh, they're so cute. God, no. I love them. What the hell? The only skeletons that are cute are those skeletons in like the old Disney cartoons <laughs> that are like doing the Jimmy Jimmy. No, those yeah. are not cute those either. Those are, are actually no, just, those are creepy at all. Those are, are, are you talking about these spooky, scary skeletons? <laughs> yeah, those no. are nice. Yeah, they're all right. You actually like those skeletons? You like that 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 human <laughs> rat's nest of skeletal part? They oh, just come out, they're like, hey, we're helping you. They're not helping you. Yeah, they also they they sound like they're throwing up together. <laughs> they're like, such a bad noise. Such a bad noise. I'm like I'm. I'm not really in that game, but I'm really happy that it exists because I get to hear you talk about it, Brian. Because you're like, there's an old, there's a laundry rat covered in mops, and you got to fight it. And I, it's made out of. I teeth. honestly, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Like, if you, if you get a few days, like when thing, the things die down at the end of the year, it's when Christmas time is over, or whatever. You have like three or four days to sit by yourself. Sit down by the Yule log. Play this game. <laughs> I, I really, I really do think. I mean, check out the game of the year version when it comes. Yeah, out. I really, no, no. I'll, I'll jump on it at some point. You know? Like, especially like you know that now that you've heard like the stories on the show about like how unforgiving it is and how it gets better. Uh, you would really just love just in the same way you describe things from The Witcher or Metal Gear where you can be like I'm walking down this tunnel and all of a sudden there's this 70 foot rat (laughs) trying to kill me (laughs) it's great I really love it there's a pig. Yeah. Oh, that pig's yeah, a real that, jerk. Those things are weird. Yeah, it's, it's a real like, mean pig. Away. And if you get past him, there's just a hole you fall in and die. And if you get <laughs> around, game. but if you get around him, you can cut off his piggy tail and use it as a weapon. That's right. You Stop. can cut off his piggy tail. Yeah. He's twenty. That's it. We actually found context for that word you made up. He's trying to pigtail pig around. He's trying to pig. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's also coming out at a good time because uh, last Bloodborne thing is that you know as of like March, it's going to be sort of everyone's going to move on to Dark Souls three. Yeah. That's what. That which was also at. At TGS, Mitch has a write-up. I think he he got yes. to go hands-on with a lot of the magic. I, I looked at it. Mm-hmm. People lot, were dying. A lot of blood. Yeah, a lot of blood, <laughs> a lot of magic. They tend to, yeah. They, yeah. People, people don't last long in that game. Nope. Yeah. I'm actually excited to try that one out now that um, I'm I'm sort of a little more seasoned thanks to Bloodborne. Those games actually always pushed me away. Yeah. And Bloodborne was kind of good training. Well, and Dark Souls 3 is definitely the most aggressive of the Souls games. It, it, it took a thing or two from uh, Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of news about uh, Dark Souls 3. There's beta sign-ups? Yeah, there's beta sign-up. 
Um, What's up? Yeah, if you uh, for uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, uh, if you go to Dark Souls Three, the the main website, you can sign up for the chance to do sort of a network stress test uh, beta that's going to occur in the middle of uh, October. Uh, you can sign up uh, with your PSN account if you are over eighteen. Uh, and there's like a couple. It's it, they've done this. If for not, the other just Souls lie. Games. They won't notice. Yeah, that's that's true. Unless you get piggy tailed all the way to the <laughs> all the way to the bank. That's uh, when a cop follows you. That's when a cop follows you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's going to be th- uh, three gigs, and it's going to be like a stress test where you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to try to make sure that the multiplayer is working and the matchmaking and, and game balance and everything. They've done this for uh, Dark Souls 2 and everything. They're very short. They last, like, it's like timed windows, like almost how Nintendo was doing the Splatoon things. Right. Uh, where it was like, hey, you got to play for this two hours. Yeah. Um, which is cool, though, because it's one of those, now that demos don't seem to exist really anymore, this is a nice yeah. way for people who aren't the .001% of people who can yeah. attend these shows uh, and play I, these. I'm, I'm kind of okay with them sort of eventizing demos like that, yeah. although when um, when they don't work, like if, if there's server hiccups and like you lose out on 30 minutes of that two hours where you, yeah. you're playing something. Yeah, but. but it's also the like, well, maybe let's try to get rid of those, you know, smooth those out uh, yeah. before the game launches. I think it's pretty cool, too, because we... <clears throat> You don't really see a lot of demos. Like we used to get like PlayStation demo discs. That oh, had, those are the best. They were oh, just man. awesome. I would like the Pizza Hut ones. I yeah. I, I like the stress test stuff. Like the server stuff when it's down, it sucks if you miss out on a small portion of this of this time. But like I kind of love that novelty of just like being like I didn't pay for this, but here's a thing that feels like a new game. You yeah. Know? And even if you're mm-hmm. just you know you spend a minute downloading this massive file and you load it up and you're like wow it says. Battlefield Hardline, or you know, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, it's not. I didn't pay for this at all. Like, you get that sense of sort of. What is it? it? Is that like Mickey Mouse? I don't know. Oh boy, boy, I'm gonna oh play boy. as a cop. I'm gonna run over people with a car. Seems like um, a bad year for this. But I remember, like, I remember playing demo discs that were just straight broken. And I was like, I was pretty poor, so I always I played a lot of demo discs. I had one of my favorite one of my favorite gaming experiences ever was the most absolutely broken copy of. Like a PlayStation magazine disc that came with Thrasher Skate and Destroy. Yeah, and that was a, that was like a surrealist, uh, like skateboarding game in its in that form because you would go up a half pipe and you would fly through the wall and <laughs> you'd just be floating through space yep. for like ten minutes and you'd be able to like do infinite combos and then suddenly you just slam on the ground and then a cop would start chasing you but it would be in first person so you're like I've died and been reincarnated by a cop who chases kids through a skate park I'm getting piggy tailed it's a good time um, Miranda you played uh, what's you, you play the Persona games yes Yes. Are you a fan of those? Uh, I like the personas, yes. Do you like to dance all night? I like to dance all night. This is going to be a moment where Andrew just busts in the room. It sounds exhausting, dancing. I learned I want to dance some of the night. So you reviewed Persona 4 Dancing All Night? Yes. Is it up? Can we talk about that? It's not up yet, but it's in the process of being ready. It's getting piggy-tailed. We're screwing you up. You're supposed to be out there working on that, and you're in here talking about piggy-tailed. all day. Yeah, but no, it's... Super fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it has that heart and soul persona. It doesn't feel like a, well, we wanted to make another thing out of mm-hmm. Persona 4. But this, it just feels like it works. Yeah. Um, there's some, like... So, first off, the story mode is about 12 and a half hours long. Okay. Which is super unexpected for a rhythm game. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. face is like, what? It's like, yeah, I, this is not what I was expecting. So, it plays out like a visual novel. So, it almost feels like this is more a visual novel than it is a rhythm mm-hmm. game. Um, because you do so much reading. I mean, reading, but everything's uh, voice acted, so everything's voice acted out. You mm-hmm. don't have to read if you don't want to. Um, and it was just a fun story. So yeah. just like another 
mystery for the investigation team. They go mm-hmm. to help uh, Reese. So it's it's sort of like a persona, like the Bollywood movie. So there's like yeah. the regular stuff going on, but then there's also a lot of dance numbers for no reason. There's a reason. There's a so, reason. So they explain the, the reason. So what is the reason? Reese Can you say is that? making her. I guess like one of her new debut tour things. Um, she's performing at a Love Meets Bonds festival. That's what it's called. Um, is and that like she's, a James Bond fan? So festival? that's just like James Bond Love orgy. Bonds. Yeah, <laughs> might as well be. Um, and it's like a big festival with a bunch of idols and stuff. And she has requested that the investigation team, like all her friends, Rinuba, uh, come back and be her backup dancers because mm-hmm. she's like kind of like nervous. Like it's one of her first big performances back, and she's like, "Oh, it'd be kind of cool if you guys were all there." And then she gets approval, and so they're all like dancing and practicing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the story is canonical in these games. Yes. Like same thing with the fighting. It was Arena or Ultimax or, yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. the, the stories are canonical, like additions to the Persona yeah, so Four is, and Three so, worlds. Yeah, they're not some like one-off weird movie that never existed. Like these are things mm-hmm. that happen. It's pretty realistic and, too, because uh, Japanese kids have a lot of extracurriculars. They do. They'll do yeah. mystery solving and dancing and fighting <laughs> in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. TVs, all night. You know? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Where do they find the time? Mystery, mystery hunting. <laughs> it's like I mean, are all the Persona Four characters in it? Like yes. is the Velvet Room in there? Yes. Like all that. So it's really cool because there's a lot of great references back to Persona 4 and mm-hmm. Persona 4 Golden. Um, like one of the characters, Konami, she's one of the other idols that Risei actually mentioned several times in Persona 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and now like we have a face to the name and like she's actually a really big character in this one. Um, and everyone back from Inaba, like Nanako is there. She mm-hmm. even gets to dance, which is awesome. Like, you get to play as Nanako. Just yeah, made me super happy because I thought she's like a super cute character. And mm-hmm. She's in this game and she acts the same way. Um, one thing that's like a little thing that bothered me just because of how I play games, um, but some of the voice actors are different from Persona 4 oh, to this. Oh, that's always rough. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. They're, they're similar, but you can tell it's like, this is not, it's not right. Did they replace them all with Kiefer Sutherland? Because that's, that's just, <laughs> just piss off um, all That's what Japan tends to do. <laughs> then they wouldn't have any lines. No, yeah, like. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> <so> Good dog. <laughs> weird thing is like Rise is different and she's like, Pretty much the secondary main yeah, character in this one. Yeah. So it's like, oh, oh okay. I don't yeah. know how I feel about this. Like, I got used to him after a while, and it was fine. But it's just like a little thing that. That's a me. really, that's a really like a bizarre effect. Like, I mean, I've, I've yeah. watched enough anime to know how that feels to be like, like right. halfway through Dragon Ball Z, there suddenly everyone has a different voice. And you're like, ah, it's like, who are you? <laughs> don't. <laughs> like, what you're not my friend. Who are you? Yeah. How, why did this happen? But other, other than friend. that, it's it's you're you're a fan of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first part of the story mode kind of drags on a little bit like it tries to do something similar to Persona 4 and it doesn't quite accomplish that because it's like I'm gonna do the same thing that happened all over entirety of Persona 4 in this little you know hour and a half mm-hmm. section two hours and it doesn't quite hit it but after that it just like smooth sailing and it goes into like a lot cooler story yeah no. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to be spoilery but for sure you know I know Andrew's obsessed with it he got, it, he got yeah. his platinum already we yeah. talked about this a little bit last week with, with Andrew but like uh how would you recommend it to people who aren't in rhythm games? So it's a very easy rhythm game. So the story mode starts you off with easy. So you can mump up to normal, but you can't go any further than that. So mm-hmm. it's very easy to start off, um, especially since the way the game is actually laid out. A lot of rhythm games will just have notes scrolling across the screen, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of harder to follow. Um, but this one has a very set HUD. So you have um, your up, I guess, left and down on the left side of the screen and then your other buttons on the right side mm-hmm. of the screen. So there's only three on each side and then they just kind of float up there. So it's very easy to see, hey, I need to hit this one next because it's going up here. And so oh. it's very easy to relate what you need to do next. Yeah, so it's all button-based. It's not touch-based. Yes. It's not like a you leaping can, agents or anything. So you can do touch. Okay. But I wouldn't 
do that. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it works, but yeah. it's just like your hands are in front of the screen and you can't sure. see what's coming right. up. Yeah. And just, it feels weird. But um, yeah. yeah. So it just, it works really well. Um, one of my gripes with it is that it doesn't score you super well. So it's like really lenient and nice. It's like, oh, you got this perfect. Oh, this was great. This was good. Or you missed it. Like there's yeah. no bad or like, hey, almost or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, good seems to double up for almost and bad in a way. Yeah, that's weird. Because I, I know this is like really technical and weird. Damn but millennials. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are you being Everyone's so nice? Everyone's yeah. great. Don't, Everyone's yeah. you're just, good enough. Yeah, Trophies like, yeah. for everybody. So certain goods would break my score streak. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know whether or not it was like, did I almost get that? Or did I really mm. miss that? Yeah. It's like not clear and that's a problem whenever with rhythm games you kind of want to get to 100% right you want to mm-hmm. do the best you yeah. can and it's not really um, teaching you how to be better right at the game. right like that's the biggest problem is like there's not really a mode for that either like mm-hmm. at the end of the song like you'll get a little chart that shows you like where you kind of messed up but it's not specific it's like super small on the corner like oh hey you messed yeah. up here oh, okay well that's yeah. helpful. <laughs> it's sort of like you can almost tell that this is like their first stab at a rhythm game. Yeah. I mean, it's still a very competent rhythm game. It's mm-hmm. super fun. Um, there's a lot of like power-up bonus items that you can get. Like there's this thing that makes it so that goods won't break your streaks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a way that you can make the notes coming in like vanish before they get there. So you have to like guess when they're there. Oh, like you just have to know the song super well. Like there's yeah. just a bunch of fun things that make it more difficult, more challenging mm-hmm. and reward you for that. Hey, I got a stupid question. Yeah. We've seen, we've seen the fighting and we've seen, we've seen the, the dancing. What other crazy genre would you like to see those persona four kids get into next? Um, straight up dating sim. Oh, I, want, yes. I like straight dating sim. That's fair. Yeah. So it's like not a gay dating sim, just a, like, <laughs> you can only I mean, max. Keep it, keep it hetero. <laughs> I mean, if they open up all the options, that I'm would be cool. With you. <laughs> you know. So, Miranda, I've I've never actually played a dating sim. Yeah. Where do I start? How to a boyfriend. How to a boyfriend. Yeah. No. Really? Don't F those there. birds. Ruffle those feathers. Get in there. <laughs> I, I Get mean, them I, piggy I, tails. <laughs> Even though it's like a really dumb premise, like oh, you're dating pigeons. It's actually just so good. Mm-hmm. Like I gave it a name for a reason, and I kind of wish, kind of wish, at least for the first one, um, I would have gotten a little bit higher because, like, looking back on it, it's kind of one of those things that you look back and it's like, oh, man. I didn't realize it, maybe, because like, it was one of my first reviews yeah. for Gen 2. Um, so you're telling me my first dating sim should be about birds? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. You That's like good horses? Would you Would you play a horse dating sim? <laughs> no, they don't have those. They have ones where you take care of them and you try to keep it from dying, because he dies in all the other video games. <laughs> 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 was it, wasn't that what Shadow of the Colossus was, a horse dating sim? I guess relationships are kind of like trying to keep the other person from dying. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's... That's deep and dumb. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? Um, let's see. We got some, uh, some Hitman's some news. Yeah, Hitman. Uh, Hitman is is uh, not going to show up for Christmas. He's nope. out killing people until March. He's yeah. Gonna... It was it was weird when at E three they were like, yeah, it's coming out. Like it was like December eighth. And they're like, and it's going to be sort of episodic, and you're going to pay f- all f- for all of it at the beginning, and yep. it's not going to be a lot of game, but then we're going to give the rest of you free forever. Yeah, I, didn't, I never understood their pricing structure. Whenever I hear that a game is coming out on December 8th, I picture somebody walking into a store that is just completely ransacked except for that game. Yeah. Like, I it's basically a- all of the fall games are gone, and Hitman's just sitting there, and there's just like... Crumbled pieces of paper where Uncharted and Tomb Raider and everything else were. I picture Scrooge, but he's like he's like answering emails and he's coding 
coding a game, and he's just like, he's still there. It's right before Christmas. He's Bob like Cratchit's like stoking the fire. Yeah. Or yeah. Santa's like, damn it, I've got to make a Hitman game now. <laughs> Cratchit, so did you left. tighten up those graphics in level three yet? I'm all for this. I think, uh, I'm going to go on a limb. I think more games should get delayed from 2015 to 2016. Yeah. yeah. So we can play them. Persona 5 got delayed. Yeah. I'm happy go. with that. Yeah. I, mean, I know people totally, are angry, but I'm like, that's totally fine because uh, I hope that's have... the hottest trend of the fall is games getting delayed <laughs> to next yeah. year. Um, so yeah, this is getting delayed till March. Um, this makes me think of Groundhog Day. Like the Groundhog comes out. Like, did Hitman like see his shadow? Did he get caught and he like went to hide so that people's <laughs> alert level went down or something? I, I, I think the game wasn't finished, Max. <laughs> I, mean, probably, I don't know. It's like we, the more we have this happen, it's just like it's. <laughs> I don't think they have billion dollar investor meetings based on uh, hoaxes and limericks. <laughs> I don't know, man. Limericks. There's no, there's no limerick <laughs> about the Groundhog. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I guarantee someone's written a limerick. I bet you there's know. there's some boardroom where they bring out like a woodchuck or something. <laughs> no. It's like the company groundhog. No. And also, spoilers, like Santa doesn't make video games. <laughs> Let's get that out of here. Yeah. But if you lose a video game and you leave the box under your pillow, the uh, red box fairy will What about, what about <laughs> Campo Santa? God, that's Damn, real dumb. Get out. Get out. All right. Just, uh, Bioshock Collection was uh, was caught and uh, <laughs> and was chased off of the premises. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just Bioshock Collection outed. Apparently yeah. it was hiding out behind a warehouse and someone chased it off with a broom. Yeah, uh, this Its is, whereabouts I, are unknown. I like this a lot. South African retailer Raru has apparently named themselves the hardest to name store. <laughs> In South Africa. <laughs> now, um, uh, but yeah, they've uh, they've they've sort of leaked the existence of other collections before. Yeah. So, um, and this is something that uh, we've been hearing sort of kicked around for a while, which makes sense because of everything that's been re-released on current gen consoles. Like it would make sense for a Bioshock. I don't know what collection I was, uh, means. I don't know if it's gonna be one and two and Minerva's Den and I'm, I mean, I'm, oh yeah, I guess I guess it would have to be all three plus the Minerva's Den DLC. Yeah, and the right. Burial at Sea stuff. Yeah, I would right, assume right. so because. You get bundles of all this on Steam anyway. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's happened so many times. It's like, yep. oh, okay. For um, 30 bucks, you can get every Bioshock thing ever. I was just yep. talking to Andrew Goldfarb about this the other day. I was like, you know, how do you like, how do you feel that your favorite video game franchise, probably of all time, has been dormant for like a few years now? Mm -hmm. And it left on, I mean, I, to some people, I, I wasn't too hot on it. I actually kind of fell out of love with Infinite by the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, but for him, I know, and for people like Mitch Dyer here, mm -hmm. the bunch of people at IGN. I liked it. Yeah, yeah you I liked it a too. lot. Yeah. It and ended on a very high note for a yeah. lot of people. And then um, the, the team dissolved making it. And yeah. they I mean, scattered in different di directions. Ken yeah. Levine's doing smaller things, apparently. A, a Logan's Run remake. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, this was a big moneymaker for 2K. I mean, I guess not Infinite specifically because the development cycle was so long. But yeah. um, I have no doubt that 2K is looking at other studios um, to be like, hey, who can we hand the reins to this franchise off of and who can sort of, you know, reboot it or start it over again yep. or do a new one. Which well, also, like, if we're going to get a Bioshock collection on current gen, uh, are we going to see it get touched up at all? Because the first I one hope so. First one, I went back and played that I think right before Infinite came out, and even then, it like the controls felt kind of dated. And yeah, um, visually, it's been it, a while. it holds yeah. up well. But like, you're gonna have to like controls are gonna be the main thing because like yeah. the PC ports of all those games look amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, PC Infinite looks incredible. I wonder if they do some like they do some weird stuff with like extra bonus water or fog or <laughs> the new the new light that shines on things and, I mean, and the mm -hmm. bounce. The there's bounce. now just oh. there's tens of thousands of whales. Uh, in the new back. <laughs> it's very annoying. They're just always yelling. They're just like. Whoa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the little bloodboard guys come up in Rapture. Uh, I mean, it would be amazing if uh, the cutest game ever. <laughs> 
it. Kawaii. <laughs> you, uh, I mean, spoilers, I guess, for a three-year-old game, but at, there's a certain part in Infinite where you do go to Rapture, and it'd be amazing if Rapture looked like that in Bioshock 1. Right. Because oh that part God. looked super right. pretty. That'd be so good. Yeah, but that's, I think that's a pipe. Uh, I mean, even Infinite uh, was a little rough around the edges at the time. Uh, I remember, like, looking specifically at the lot of, a lot of the textures of things, of just kind of background elements mm-hmm. and things that were sort of, like, Sitting there, like you would walk up to like a, a crate full of watermelons, and it was just like a JPEG, or a, t- a toilet of full of pineapples. <laughs> yeah, there's tons of pineapples. Or a, de- a dead cop full of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. The last time we saw anything Bioshock related was the iOS port, which was sort of a demake, no. uh, and it apparently, why does that exist? Yeah, yeah. Like, d- don't. And don't apparently, buy that. it got pulled from the store. Like you can't actually buy that anymore. Oh, so, that's yeah, Gofar was telling me that the other day. Maybe so. we're gonna get that Bioshock Vita game. Remember when Ken Levine <laughs> held up a Vita? There's always a lighthouse. Yeah, and there's always a liar. <laughs> that's right. Whoa. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, supposedly uh, the listing says it's gonna be released November 27th, which seems soon. Yep. Uh, do we want to do some quick rapid fire Let's questions? Let's do some little rapid fires. Okay. Um, Kevin James McKinley. Oh, so real quick, uh, every single week, he, except for last week, but other than that, I've been really good about this. <laughs> every uh, single one, though. Really? I, yeah. <laughs> Liar. I happen, the, I happen in the podcast Beyond Facebook group. There's almost 10,000 people in there, a very popular group. Um, and I ask you questions to read on the show, and they're very quick. So let's do one right here from Kevin James McKinley. He says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how disappointed are you about the lack of single-player campaign in Star Wars Battlefront? Beyond, uh, I'm pretty disappointed, but uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, just a video game that someone else is working very hard on. So, yeah. I don't know, two? Two? <laughs> yeah. Is 10 the ultimate disappointment on Ten's that? The I think it's dis- odd that it would be ranking disappointment that I think it would be on a scale of 10 to 1. Right. You know? Yeah. It's hard to be a I 9 out of 10 sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, and your goal for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about Battlefront. You know, to, like, uh, I'm going to play it, but we've been over this. But I, I, I feel like they've shown us way too much for yeah. how much is going to be there. Um, Miranda, are you in a Star Wars? I am. You are. So, like how do you feel about Battlefront being multiplayer only? I think it's fine. Yeah, that's. I like multiplayer. You do. It's kind of my thing with shooters, like mm-hmm. Call of Duty. I don't ever touch the campaign unless I have to. And I just oh, you're one of those. Yeah, I'm one of those statistical uh, majority <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it has like a really robust campaign, like yeah. I don't know why Titanfall even tried. It's like don't, don't just let me go shoot people. Mm-hmm. Titanfall Fine. sort of tried. They were like, yeah, "There's like, a story." They said, "No, we're not going to do it." I'm like, "Uh, I guess we have to do a yep. story," yeah. but it didn't really. You gotta, you gotta check it off. Yeah, yeah. No. That really that was insulting. It, it's the way a, they were like, "The story's woven into the multiplayer," and you start yep. up a bit. Yeah, and some just, woman's just, just yelling at you while you're in a helicopter. Yeah, in the just future. let them commit to the multiplayer. Like, sure. let them do that. Like, if that's what they want to focus on, let it excel. Especially just, when we know that Amy Hennig and and Jade Raymond are working on an actual Star Wars game, which is probably going to have a phenomenal story. So, I'm like, yeah, oh. but I can't yeah. play that this fall. So I'm a Aww. 10 out of 10 disappointed because I want a single player in my Star Wars. But, I mean, I'll, I'll play Battlefront for a little while because it does look beautiful. Do you remember that part where Chewbacca had a whole moon dropped on him and he passed away? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that counts as passing away. Usually people's like, grandparents pass away. They're like, oh, he died in his sleep. He was, uh, you know all the people on Alderaan didn't pass long. away, right? <laughs> Um, Mark Snodden says, if the PlayStation VR is the same price as the PS4, do you think it will fail? And if so, will you get one anyway? We'll go around the table real quick. We talked about this real briefly. But, uh, Miranda, do you think it will fail? No, people are going to still be interested in it. Um, it's going to take a while, though. For are you, you going to get one? Maybe if there's mm-hmm. cool things on it. Like you got to prove why I want it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Why do I want this yet? Max? Uh, if it's the same price as the PS4 and it fails, 
I will get one on on sale. I'll get one on clearance. <laughs> like how I bought the Virtual Boy on eBay exactly. for $11 with six games two years after it came out. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm all it's about It's a good time that. to hop know, on the PlayStation VR. Everything that's out there for it. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. Yep. There we go. Uh, yeah. Marty? I mean, I, I, we need to see what the actual games are. Yep. Like this, yeah. This is a lot of uh, promises so far. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I'm still sort of worried about the sort of screen door effect. As we've heard it referenced uh, for VR, um, that's kind of been been an issue for me. What does that mean? It means that it, it always looks like you're looking through a screen, oh, or yeah. you can kind of see the the borders of it. It's not just like being in an IMAX theater or sure. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, this is a weird word. Howard Xander Shelfer says, Elmer's glue and Play-Doh are things I ate as a child. What tools of creativity have you swallowed in your life? <laughs> I wanted to add to this. Uh, in sixth grade, I ate an uh, orange crayon because I thought it would taste like orange. <laughs> Did it? Did not. That's really funny you'd say that. I remember on two occasions, on two separate this occasions. Is why I put this question in here. Eating, <laughs> for just for you. <laughs> eating, weirdly enough, uh, the complimentary color to orange uh, turquoise. Turquoise. Uh, oh, everyone's favorite fruit. You know why? It was, <laughs> it exactly, was, like a it was exactly the same color as a blue raspberry blow pop. And I was like, you know what? I bet this tastes. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Okay, so and I was my- old enough to be like, why did I do that? But not old enough to not do that again two right. weeks later. <laughs> right. Mine was kind of based in the logic that the thing I was eating was named after a fruit. Yours was not. Yours is named after a stone. Mine? Well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Uh, anybody else eat crayons? Absolutely not. Nope. Nope. All right. <laughs> moving on. Ruben Torres says, Miranda, what's the weirdest thing you did in Japan? Oh. It says, actually, what's the weirdest thing you did? Question mark. Question like, She's I don't like, know. I what killed the- a man. <laughs> so, be- so besides the, uh, the, the dancing once. guys, <laughs> what was the weirdest thing you did? What kind of, what kind of stuff did you do outside of like actual work? Um, we lost most of our fun time because United canceled their flight by then. Oh, yeah. so, so the weirdest thing you did was put faith in the United <laughs> Airlines Corporation. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Um, but yeah, definitely the photo with the two mm-hmm. men in nice suits. You got to go to, you went to Disney Sea though. Yes, that wasn't weird. How was that? But it was just fun. I thought that was weird. Why? Oh, Disney Sea's okay. awesome. Did you, did you go on the Indiana Jones ride? Yeah. You didn't think that was weird how he was yelling in Japanese? <laughs> But he was Harrison Ford oh, robot. That's true. Well, Are you kidding? I mean, you, I can't you watch. So you have a, you. Here's the thing. Do you watch? Do you watch Indiana Jones dubbed into Japanese? Is that why it no. wasn't weird? Do you watch? This is my favorite anime. I've I think only you. Seen, like, the first one, Miranda. I what? think you have a. What? Oh, and the Crystal Skull, which is bad. But what? Well, I, think too. <laughs> I just don't care. It's like really right. racist and weird. What are we doing? <laughs> Who are we hi- Okay, so I think you have a you have a much better tolerance for this kind of stuff than I do. Because I, to me, the thing that weirded <laughs> me out about Japan was uh, how when you walk down the sidewalk, everybody sticks to one side or the other. It isn't just like yeah, it's getting organized. on a train. It's, There's yeah. respect there. That's weird it's as clean. an American. Like it's I didn't clean. feel like I needed to take a shower as soon as I got off. Like we were, we were talking about this a little Amazing. bit this morning, but when you came back to San Francisco, wasn't it sort of just being like, oh man, what? Yeah, like there was smoke in my face everywhere. I was just yeah. like, go smoke somewhere else. Like please. Well, see, that's the, the thing they have there is is they're like they're more about smoking indoors. Like they're here as it's like go out, go outside go twenty feet outside your door there it's yeah. like don't go out there then like people who are trying to get fresh air will get cigarette air so like, go yeah, in this the, one special room they have yeah rooms or they have like boxes outside like smoking areas and people just like pack in there and smoke and so you just like avoid that like, crazy but or if it's yeah cheap, unless you're down you just for go a fun party yeah you just go in there and breathe other people's nicotines yeah, yeah you could do that yeah uh, and finally Evan Gary says. Did Miranda get anything cool from Japan? Oh, did I? Yes, I did. What did you buy? Um, I bought a bunch of Pikachu stuff. Surprise! Um, you found a you found a Pikachu store. We don't store, talk right? about or the yellow po- rat on this PlayStation <laughs> podcast. Wow. We only talk about the orange Bandicoot. We, we talk about <laughs> the Crash Bandicoot. We talk about that onion nope. cat too. 
Um, yeah, I found a Pokemon store in the airport uh-huh. because Pokemon Center is like really out of the way. Um, why did I get that's PlayStation related? Well, I want well, to talk. You got, a, you got a screaming Pikachu, which is really, <laughs> really weird. You got a Pikachu yeah. that skinned a Gengar was wearing its flesh. So it's like a wow. Halloween Pikachu, and they're dressed up as different Pokemon. So it's got a, like a mad face, and it's wearing Gengar hoodie. It's just really cute. So but it's like like an Ewok, basically, with another dead animal on top of yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. That sounds yeah. terrifying. Pikachu's like the dominant you get any, animal, Did you bring so. back any cool snacks? <laughs> Pikachu's the th- <laughs> Did you eat any cool snacks? Uh, I ate a lot of cool stuff, yeah. You I do ate... know what any of it was? Yeah, for the most part. I can read I Japanese. Ate some, I, oh, stuff. okay. Well, did you guys get yeah. Yakiniku? <laughs> yeah. I got so much. Yeah. Did you get any uh, Akanomiyaki? Whatever it's called. Okonomiyaki? Yeah. That no. like it's it's, it's like, a pancake kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I oh, you, that. You didn't have that? Time. Pizza. No. It's, it's the jam. It's good stuff. It is good. Um Did you do any stuff with vending machines? That was always my fa- my favorite thing there was just the vending machine. I machines. think I got something from a vending machine every day. Yeah. So. yeah. Good. It's so good. good. Like so at the that, station. I got hot coffee out of a vending machine. Oh, I love doing that. It was a rainy day. It was magic. Well the cool thing there is that you have and you're not gonna like you're not gonna have that I always hit with a with a like a paper cup with that lid on it. I'm always afraid I'm gonna do that thing like in uh I don't know, Devil Wears Prada or something where somebody runs into me and I squeeze it too hard and it goes <laughs> yeah. everywhere and I'm like, I'm covered in latte. It was one of my favorite things to do there was your uh, your train your train card. Yeah, your with a card. Yeah, your Suica yeah. card with a little penguin on it, which is just adorable how many animals they put mm-hmm. everywhere there. Um, you can use it on vending machines and get candy or snacks or coffee. Uh, and or, then, booze. or booze. Or booze. Yeah, you get on your train them. because you bought eight sodas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but I remember just having like change in my pockets all the time because oh and I don't, I don't really deal with like physical money here in America. It's like credit card for everything yeah um and just having coins in my pocket and walking down the street and being like i have a bunch of coins in my pocket i can get rid of them in exchange for toy robots like right <laughs> here or like little zelda keychains or street fighter characters and i was buying toys constantly that's like one of my favorite things to do it's a yeah, dangerous place the little yeah. gashapon mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. those are awesome um when i was leaving the airport i just had like a few hundred yen left and so it's like a dollar and just like balling <laughs> yeah i just threw, them in, just threw them in the machine so it's like here we go got some new little pikachu toys yep. Yep. cool that's I'm awesome. done. Now, um, when I was there, you, get, you didn't get to poke around a whole lot, but uh, yeah. when I was there, I got to see uh, the Yokai Watch stuff was huge. Like, it was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And it hadn't really surfaced here yet. I mean, I kind of figured it would be. Did you see anything while you were there that seems like it might be the next thing that gets shipped over this way? So, it's already started, but Love Live School Idol Project is a show. Well, it's, it's an anime. It's a CD thing. It's a manga it's a movie it's a, it's a lot of weird multimedia thing um about these nine girls who start an idol group in their school to save it from closing um because their school stopped getting applicants and they need that, to that is, again. that's the plot of every 80s breakdance having movie. to having so. to save the rec center <laughs> yeah. yeah so they have to save their school and it's crazy popular like it was everywhere they had a massive stage at tgs for the mobile game which just got like 20 million downloads or something Jeez. Wow. um yeah that's available hmm. in the so us as well how was so. that a like that seems like a the kind of quest that you'd be able to either fail at it or accomplish in a ra- rather short time. Like you dance and you save the school, or you right. Don't. So then, once you <laughs> save the school, you start going to competitions. Oh yeah, you, you gotta become... save other schools. No, after no, that. you just want to be the best. After no, you gotta that. put you gotta put other schools out of business. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So wait, they were like, we saved the school, now we don't have to go to school anymore. <laughs> oh, they save the school, then they're like, oh, what if we go complete compete in these contests and be cool? Okay, and what's and it called? Love Live. Love school, Live School Idol Project. School Idol Project. Yeah. What kind of a game? What kind of an iOS game? A dating sim or dancing sim? Um, it's a rhythm game. Ooh. Because and mm. then it's like a weird rhythm crossed with like card collecting and mm-hmm. 
RPG. It's, it's weird. I, it's I, cool. I bring a deck of cards when I go out dancing. Yeah, like I they just, have like special I do the games. I love it like it's just sort of there. <laughs> it's it's like, like, <laughs> it, was, it was everywhere. Like all the UFO machines, like the crane games, mm-hmm. yeah. um, were Love Live stuff. Like hmm. at wow. least the first set when you walk in an arcade was all Love Live. There was no freeze-dried lobsters. <laughs> nope, didn't see any of those. <laughs> so those aren't real. I have a feeling they were probably yeah. sitting there. The Sega Arcade Corporation was faced with the daunting question of, do we bring in these immensely popular <laughs> teenage girl-based things or uh, keep the freeze-dried lobsters? And the lobsters not lobster out on the street. <laughs> 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 All right, so that uh, that wraps us up. Yeah, so um, talk, should we should we talk about what we're working on, what we're proud of? Do you yeah, have anything you're proud um, of? I had one thing I want to give a little shout out. Um, the, uh, the the former uh, masters and commanders of this fine podcast, um, Colin and Greg, uh, who have gone to do their own thing with Kind of Funny, they are launching a PlayStation podcast. So if you were a fan of the former iteration of uh, of, of Beyond before I showed up, mm-hmm. um, you can get that too. Yeah, uh, it's called uh, PS, PS. I, I love, love you. you XOXO. Also, that video is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. you know, if you're not already, go catch up with those guys. I want to give them a shout out because you know they're they're pals, and uh, you know, then uh, you can uh, if you don't like what we do, then you can um, you can uh, you can vamoose. Get out of here! You can go go pigtailing around. Go go find a new a new wow. podcast. Pigtailing around. Yeah, um, shout out to those guys. They're old friends, good friends forever. And I'm sure we're gonna be doing something cool with them. In yeah, the near future. we always do. Yeah. We always do. We'll do so crossover. It always works. Like that Tekken Street Fighter game. Yeah, never Street Fighter. Down, down by the an actual down by the old chain link fence in the dumpster. What? Yep. <laughs> I'm just like staring at oh, you intently right. while you talk about dumpsters. <laughs> Try to trip you up, keep you on your toes. No. When you're not talking, it's like when a spider is in the bathroom and it goes behind something, and you're like, uh oh, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking up a real bad thing where he's going to swing at it any moment. You're like, I'm in the shower, I'm back. Brian, what do you want to tell people to do? Uh, Max and I do a little show called Up at Noon, um, it, also called PS. <laughs> we kind of love you. <laughs> PS, we're sorry. PS, we're sorry. Uh, it goes, FYI. It's, it's every, uh, every Thursday at noon right here on IGN. That's Pacific Time or whatever time it is in the clock in your house. you got to look that up yourself. Um, we're on YouTube, Twitch, and IGN. You can watch it live right there. Or we break out the clips on uh, IGN and YouTube all week. So mm-hmm. Yeah, they have um, just really awful, awful headlines like uh, lights- why lightsabers suck or yeah. why does Darth Vader wear a cape or – which is better, Angry Birds or Minions? And yep. then people get real mad at we us. Did a, we did a great video this week where we asked people to dislike the video as much as possible yep. on YouTube. And as of this count, the video has 90,000 views and f- over 40,000 dislikes, which means 50,000 people don't get it. They just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> just don't, it's okay. We'll power through it. Uh, so go check that out. We're having a lot of fun over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miranda, well, when can people uh, check out Anime Club? How? Or Trash, as you refer to it. Or yeah. Anime Trash. trash. We love it, though. It's... It's part of us. Um, we record every Tuesday. We usually go up every Wednesday, but it will be late this week because I'm tired. And this show. Yeah, that's fair. And you need show. to learn how to make a show on time. Actually, on that note, I wanted to <laughs> yeah. say... Uh, we never make a show on time. We are really <laughs> consistently bad at that. We're consistent at our inconsistencies. I think it's been three weeks that this is a show that's supposed to go up on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific has gone up the day late. So we are just going to shift that because people are frequently out on Mondays. We travel a lot. Things are busy. So... Wednesday, 1 p.m. Pacific time should be the new regular mm-hmm. time for Beyond. If that is horrible for you, I'm sorry. Uh, take a bunch of NyQuil and just sleep <laughs> a bunch and pretend that every day for you is a day ahead. 
Actually, that's a good thing. A lot of people do that with their uh, with the clocks in their cars. They move yeah. them 15 minutes ahead, so they always think that they're uh, some a little bit of time off. No one does that with calendars. So yeah. They just wake up and they're like, oh, no, people it's do Wednesday. that with, with calendars, but they do it in like Animal Crossing or the Phantom Pain. Oh, like, yeah, oh, I do that. Solid Snakes makes... says it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marty, anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah, I don't think I've been here since we launched uh, IGN First this month for uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. That was yeah, one of you the guys that was out a while that. ago. Yeah, and it's been. Uh, uh, this week we've put up the first part of a making of series um, that is really incredible. Uh, Zach Ryan, who's been on the show, uh, came to Quebec with me. We shot that. Uh, Denise, one of our video editors, did an incredible job. So uh, check that out. We're going to have another uh, later on this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am currently – Also, follow Zach Ryan on Twitter. He needs more followers. He's a real funny boy. Yeah. He's a good boy. Um, Zach I don't know Ryan. what it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then uh, – <laughs> Zach Christy. And then I'm reviewing uh, Lego Dimensions. So cool. that embargo is Friday morning. Probably not going to hit that, though. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. have a you have an entire – you have a work desk covered in toys right now. It's pretty yeah. nice to It's see. weird. Yeah. I went, to a, I went to a bar last night with a backpack full of PS4. And Legos. Okay, that's how you get arrested. I'm glad I wasn't robbed. <laughs> so I saw a Dark Souls skull on your little. Yeah, I don't know thing. who put that there. <laughs> that was really weird. Someone put a Dark Souls skull on my on my Disney inf- or on my what Lego came Dimensions Lego Dimensions pad. pad. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So that's a oh, also uh, <laughs> Thursday of this week, our uh, updated top 25 PS4 game list is going to go up. That's right. Uh, a lot of changes. A lot of a lot of jukins and jivens. Mm-hmm. A lot of additions. Metal people are going to be real list. pissed off at number one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Jukins and Jivens. Jukins and Jivens. Yep. Yeah. The pig pot mobile game that <laughs> has come to yeah. PS. Piggy Tail in 64. Yeah. All right. You can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two T's. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Mm-hmm. And Miranda, you are Havoc Rose. Yeah. H-A-V-O-K. Rose is in the flower. Yep. Cool. What's and, that mean? Uh, I decided on it was a 13 years old. I know. So it's it's, like, that's it's cool. hella cool. Gotta stick with it's, it forever. It's mine was, uh, was Sausage Fighter X <laughs> when I was 13. Mine wasn't so. that. Yeah, but yeah. that's... It yeah. could be worse. Mine's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's all right. No, it's good. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank and, you for uh, having me on. Everybody go check out Anime Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn about that hot trash. Talk about... That cool hair. Yeah, and dumb stuff. It's yeah. great. All right. Beyond. 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 Stop. Stop. Stop doing that. You were like... Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No, she was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh, not she... They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?